The second epistle of Paul, the apostle to the Corinthians. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother, unto the church of God, which is at Corinth with all the saints which are in all Archaea. Grace be to you, and peace from God our Father, and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, and the God of all comfort, who comforteth us in all tribulation, that we may be able to comfort them which are in trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. For as the suffering of Christ abound in us, so our consolation also abound by Christ. And whether we be afflicted, it is for your consolation and salvation, which is effectual in the enduring of the same suffering which we also suffer, or whether we be comforted, it is for your consolation and salvation. And our hope for you is steadfast, knowing that ye are partakers of the suffering, so shall ye be also of the consolation. For we would not, brethren, have you ignorant of our trouble which come to us in Asia, that we were pressed out of measure above strength, insomuch that we despair even of life. But we have the sentence of death in ourselves, that we should not trust in ourselves, but in God which raiseth the dead, who delivered us from so great a death, and doeth deliver, in whom we trust that he will yet deliver us. Ye also, helping together by praying for us, that for the gift bestowed upon us by the means of many persons, thanks may be given by many on our behalf. For our rejoicing is this, the testimony of our conscience, that in simplicity and God's sincerity, not with fleshly wisdom, but by the grace of God, we have had our conversations in the world and more abundantly to you word. For we write none other things unto you than what we ye read or acknowledge, and I trust ye shall acknowledge even to the end, as also ye have acknowledged us in part, that we are your rejoicing, even as ye also are ours in the day of the Lord Jesus. And in this confidence I was minded to come unto you before that ye might have a second benefit, and to pass by you into Macedonia, and to come again out of Macedonia unto you, and of you to be brought on my way toward Judea. When I therefore was thus minded, did I use lightness, or the things that I purpose? Do I purpose according to the flesh, that with me there should be yea, yea, and nay, nay? But as God is true, our word toward you was not yea and nay. For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who was preached among you, among you by us, even by me and Silvanus and Timotheus, was not yea and nay, but in him was yea. For all the promises of God in him are yea, and in him amen, unto the glory of God by us. Now he which established us with you in Christ and has anointed us is God, who hath also sealed us and given the earnest of the Spirit in our hearts. Moreover, I call God for a record upon my soul, that to spare you I come not at, as yet unto Corinth, not for that we have dominion over your faith, but are helpers of your joy by, for the faith ye stand. But I de determined this was this, but I determined this with myself, that I would not come again to you in heaviness. For if I make you sorry, who is he that maketh me glad? but the same which made sorry by me. 
And I wrote this same unto you, lest when I come I should have sorrow from them of whom I ought to rejoice, having confidence in you all, that my joy is the joy of you all. For out of much affliction and anguish of heart I wrote unto you with many tears, not that ye should be grieved, but that ye might know the love which I have more abundantly unto you. But if any have caused grief, he hath not grieved me, but in part, that I may not overcharge you all. Sufficient to such a man is this punishment which was inflicted of many, so that contrarywise we ought rather to forgive him and comfort him, lest perhaps such a one should be swallowed up with overmuch sorrow. Wherefore I beseech you that ye would confirm your love toward him, for to this end also did I write, that I might know the proof of you, whether ye be obedient in all things. To whom ye forgive anything, I forgive also. For if I forgave anything to whom I forgave it, for your sakes forgave I it in the person of Christ. Lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. Furthermore, when I come to you, trios to preach Christ gospel, and a door was opened unto me of the Lord, I had no rest in my spirit, because I found not Titus my brother, but taking my leave of them, I went from thence into Macedonia. Now thanks be unto God, which always causes us to triumph in Christ, and ma maketh manifest the Savior of his knowledge by us in every place. For we are unto God a sweet Savior of Christ in them that are saved and in them that perish. To the one we are the Savior of death unto death, and to the other the Savior of life unto life, and who is sufficient for these things. For we are not as many which corrupt the word of God, but as, but as of sincerity, but as of God in the sight of God, speak we in Christ." Do we begin again to commend ourselves, or need we, as some others, epistles of condemnation to you, or letters of condemnation from you? Ye are our epistle written in our hearts, known and read of all men. For as much as ye are manifest, manifestly declared to be the epistle of Christ, ministered by us, written not with ink, but with the Spirit of the living God, not in tables of stone, but in fleshly tables of the heart, And such trust have ye through Christ to God word, not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think anything as of ourselves, but our sufficiency is of God, who hath made us able ministers of the New Testament, not of the letter, but of the Spirit, for the letter killeth, but the Spirit giveth life. But if the ministration of death written and engraved in stone was glorious, so that the children of Israel could not steadfastly behold the face of Moses for the glory of his countenance, which glory was to be done away, how should not the ministration of the Spirit be rather glorious? For if the ministration of the condemnation be glory, which mu much more doeth the ministration of righteousness exceeding glory? For even that which was made glorious has no glory in this respect, by reason of the glory that excelleth. For if that which is done away was glorious, much more than which remaineth is glorious. Seeing that, seeing then that we have such hope, we use great plainness of speech, and not as Moses, which put a veil over his face, that the children of Israel could not steadfastly look to the end of that which is abolished. But their minds were blinded, for until this day remaineth the same veil untaken away in the reading of the Old Testament, which veil is done away in Christ. 
But even unto this day, when Moses is read, the veil is upon their heart. Nevertheless, when it shall turn to the Lord, the veil shall be taken away. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all, with open face, beholding as in a glass, the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not, but have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glory, glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine upon them. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servant, servants for Jesus' sake. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God into the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair persecuted but not forsaken, cast down but not destroyed, always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. For we which live are always delivered unto death for Jesus' sake, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal flesh. So then death worketh in us, but life in you." We, having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed, and therefore have I spoken. We also believe, and therefore speak, knowing that he which raiseth up the Lord Jesus shall raise us up also by Jesus, and shall present us with you. For all things are for your sakes, that the abundant grace might, through the thanksgiving of many, rebound to the glory of God, for which cause we faint not, but though, but through our outward man, Though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us as far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. For we know that if our earthly house of house of this tabernacle were dissolved we have a building of god a house not made with hands eternal in the heavens for in this we groan earnestly desiring to be clothed upon with our house which is from heaven if so be that being clothed we shall not be found naked for we that for we that are in this tabernacle do groan being burdened not for that we would be unclothed but clothed upon that mortality might be swallowed up by life now he that hath wrought us for the self-same thing is God, who also hath given unto us the earnest of the Spirit. Therefore we are always confident, knowing that whilst we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. For we walk by faith, not by sight. We are confident, I say, willing rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. Wherefore we labor that, whether present or absent, we may be accepted of him. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that every one may receive the things done in his body according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. 
Knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men, but we are made manifest unto God, and I trust also are made manifest in your consciousness. For we commend not ourselves again unto you, but give you occasion to glory on our behalf that ye may have somewhat to answer them which glory in appearance and not in the heart. For whether we be beside ourselves, it is to God, or whether we be sober, it is for your cause. For the love of Christ constraineth us, because we thus judge that if one died for all, then we're all dead, and that he died for all that they would live, should, should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. Whenceforth, henceforth, no, we, no man after the flesh, ye, yea, though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now, henceforth, know we him no more. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things are becoming new. And all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation, to wit, the God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing these treasures, these trespasses unto them, and, ha and hath commanded committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God did beseech you by us. We pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. We then, as workers together with him, beseech you also that ye receive not the grace of God in vain, for he saith, I have heard these, thee in a time accepted, and in the day of the salvation have I secured thee. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Giving no offense in anything that the ministry be not blamed, but in all things approving ourselves as the ministers of God in much patience, in afflictions, in necessities, in distresses, in stripes, in imprisonments, in tolments, in labors, in watching, in fasting, by pureness, by knowledge, by long suffering, by kindness, by the Holy Ghost, by love unfeigned. By the word of truth, by the power of God, by the armor of righteousness on the right hand and on the left by honor and dishonor, by evil report and good report, as deceivers and yet true, as unknown and yet well-known, as dying, and behold, we live as chastened and not killed, as sorrowful yet always rejoicing, as poor yet make it, making many rich, as having nothing and yet possessing all things. O ye Corinthians, our mouths... is open unto you, our heart is enlarged. Ye are not straightened in us, but ye are straightened in your own bowels. Now for a recompense in the same, I speak as unto my children, as ye also enlarged. Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness, and what communion hath light with darkness, and what accord, concord hath Christ with Belial, or what Part hath he that believeth with an infidel, and what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God, as God hath said, I will dwell in them, and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. 
Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you, and will be a father unto you, and ye shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Receive us. We have wronged no man. We have corrupted no man. We have defrauded no man. I speak not this to condemn you, for I have said before that ye are in our hearts to die and live with you. Great is my boldness of speech towards you. Great is my glorying of you. I am filled with comfort. I am exceedingly joyful in all tribulation. For when we were come into Macedonia, our flesh had no rest, but we were troubled on every side. Without, without were fightings, within were fears. Nevertheless, God that comforted those that are cast down comforted us by the coming of Titus, and not by his own by his coming only, but by the consolation wherewith he was comforted in you, when he told us your earnest desire, your mourning, your fervent mind toward me, so that I rejoice the more. For though I made you sorry with the letter, I do not repent, though I did repent, for I perceived that the same epistle had made you sorry, though it were for a season." Now I rejoice not that ye were made sorry, but that ye sorrowed to repentance, for ye were made sorry after a godly manner, that ye might receive damage by us in nothing. For godly sorrow worketh repentance to salvation, not to be repented of, but the sorrow of the world, world worketh death. For behold, the selfsame thing that ye sorrowed after a godly sort, what carefulness is wrought in you, yea, what clearing of yourselves, yea, what indignation, yea, what fear, yea, what vehement desire, desire, yea, what zeal, what revenge, in all things ye have approved yourself to be clear in this manner. Wherefore, though I wrote unto you, I did not for this cause that had done this wrong, nor for his cause that suffered wrong, but that our care for you in the sight of God might appear unto you. Therefore, we were comforted in your comfort, yea, and exceedingly the more joyous we for the joy of, of Titus, because his spirit was refreshed by you all. For if I had bestowed anything to him of you, I am not ashamed, but as we spake all things to you in truth, even so our boasting which I made before Titus is found a truth, and his inward affection is more abundant towards you, whilst he remembereth the obedience of of you all, how with fear and trembling ye received him. I rejoice, therefore, that I have confidence in you in all things. Moreover, brethren, you we do you to wit of the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia, how that in great trial of afflic affliction the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded unto the riches of their liber liberty. For to their power I bear record, yea, and beyond their power they were willing of themselves, praying us with much in, entreaty that we would receive the gift and take upon us the fellowship of the ministering to the saints. And this they did, not as we hope, but first gave their own selves to the Lord and unto us by the will of God. Insomuch that we desired Titus that as he had begun, so he would also finish in you the same grace also. Therefore, as ye abound in everything in faith and utterance and knowledge and in all diligence and in your love to us, see that ye abound in this grace also. 
I speak not by commandment, but by occasion of the forwardness of others, and to prove the sincerity of your of your love. For ye know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that yea, through his poverty might might be rich and therein i gave my advice for this is expedient for you who have begun before not only to do but also to be forward a year ago now therefore perform the doing of it that as there was a readiness to will so there may be a performance also out of that which ye have for if there be willing first a willing mind it is accepted according to that a man hath, and not according to that he hath not. For I mean not that other men be eased and ye burdened, but by an equality that now at this time your abundance may be a supply for their want, and their abundance also may be a supply for your want, that there may be equality. As it is written, he that had gathered much had nothing over, and he that had gathered little had no lack, but thanks be to God, which put the same earnest care into the heart of Titus for you. For indeed he accepted the exhortation, for but being more forward of his own accord, he went unto you, and and we have sent with him the brother whose praise is in the gospel throughout all the churches, and not that only, but who was also chosen of the churches to travel with us with this grace, which is administered by us to the glory of the same Lord and declaration of your ready mind, avoiding this, that no man should blame us in the abundance which is administered by us, providing for, on, providing for honest things not only in the sight of the Lord, but also in the sight of men. And we have sent with them our brother, whom we have often times proved diligent in many things, but now much more diligent upon the great confidence which I have in you. Whether any do inquire of Titus, he is my partner and fellow helper uh, concerning you, or our brethren be inquirer of, they are the messengers of the church and the glory of the of Christ. Wherefore, shew ye to them, and be for the church the proof of your love and of your our boasting on your behalf. For as touching the ministering to the saints, it is superfluous of me to write to you. For I know the forwardness of your mind, for which I boast of you to them at Macedonia, and that Archaea was ready a year ago, and your zeal hath provoked very many. Yet have I sent the brethren least our boasting of you should be in vain in this behalf, that as I said, ye may be ready. Least happily, if they of Macedonia come with me and find you unprepared, we that we say not ye should be ashamed in the same confident boasting. Therefore I thought it necessary to exhort the brethren that they would go before unto you and make up beforehand your bounty, whereof ye had Notice before that the same might be ready as a manner of bounty and not as of covetousness. But that, but this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly, and he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Every man according as he proposed in his heart. So let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you that ye always have all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. As it is written, he hath this 
dispersed abroad. He hath given to the poor. His righteousness remaineth forever. Now he that ministereth seed to the sower, both minister bread for your food, and multiply your seed, sown, and increase the fruits of your righteousness, being enriched in everything to all bountifulness, which causeth through us thanksgiving to God. For the administration of this service not only supplieth the want of the saints, but is but is abundant also by many thanksgiving unto God. Whilst by the experiment of this ministry they glorify God for your professed subjection unto the gospel of Christ and for your liberal distribution unto them and unto all men. And by their prayer for you, which long after you, for the exceeding grace of God in you. Thanks be unto God for this unspeakable gift. Now I, Paul, myself, beseech you by the meekness and gentleness of Christ, who in present and base among you, but being absent and bold toward you. But I beseech you that I may not be bold when I am present with that confidence wherewith I think to, I think to be bold against some which think of us as if we walked according to the flesh. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the, to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations, every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God, and bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ, and having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Do ye look on things after the outward appearance? If any man trust to himself that he is Christ, let him of himself think this again, that as he is Christ, even so are we Christ. For though I should boast some what more of our authority, which the Lord has given us for edification and not for your destruction, I should not be ashamed. That I may not seem as if I were terif- terrify you by letters. For his letters say that they are weighty and powerful, but his bodily presence is weak and his speech contemptible. Let such as, and one think this, that such as we are in word by letters, when we are absent, such will we be also indeed when we are present. For we dare not make ourselves of the number or compare ourselves with some that command themselves, but that but they measure themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves are not wise. But we will not boast of things without our measure, but according to the measure of the rule which God had distributed to us, a measure to reach even unto you. For we stretch not ourselves beyond our measure, as though we reached not unto you. For we are come as far as, as to you also in preaching the gospel of Christ, not boasting of things without our measure, that is, of the other men's labors, but have hope when your faith is increased that we shall be enlarged by you according to our rule abundantly to preach the gospel in the regions beyond you and not to boast in another man's line of things made ready to our hand but he that glorieth let him glory in the lord for not he that commendeth himself is approved but whom the lord commendeth would to god ye could bear with me a little in my folly, and indeed bear with me. For I am jealous over you with godly jealousy, for I have espoused you to one husband, that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. But I fear, lest by any means, as the serpent beguiled Eve, though his, uh, though his sub- subilities, so your minds should be, 
should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. For if he that cometh preacheth another Jesus, whom we have not preached, or if ye receive another spirit, which ye have not received, or another gospel, which ye have not accepted, ye might well bear with him. For I suppose I was not a, not a wit behind the very cheapest apostle. But though I be rude in speech, yet not in knowledge, but we have been thoroughly made manifest among, among you in all things. Have I commit, committed an offense in abasing myself that ye might be exalted because I have preached to you the gospel of God freely? I robbed other churches, taking wages of them to do you service. And when I was present with you and wanted, I was chargeable to no man. For that which was lacking to me, the brethren which came from Macedonia supplied. And in all things I have kept myself from being burdensome unto you, and so will I keep myself. As the truth of Christ is in me, no man shall stop me of this boasting in the regions of Archaea. Wherefore, because I love you not, God knoweth, but what I do, that I will do, that I may cut off occasion from them which desire occasion, that wherein they glory, they may be found even as we. For such are our false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. And no marvel, marvel for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. I say again, let no man think me a fool, if otherwise, yet as a fool receive me, that I may boast myself a little. That which I speak, I speak it not after the Lord, but as it were foolishly in this, in this confidence of boasting, seeing that many glory after the flesh, I will glory also. For ye suffer fools gladly, seeing ye yourself are wise. For ye suffer if a man bring you into bondage, if a man devour you, if a man take of you, if a man exalt himself, if a man smite you on the face. I speak as concerning reproach as though we had been weak. How be it? Where insoever any is bold, I speak foolishly, I am bold also. Are they Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they the seed of Abraham? So am I. Are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool, I am more. In labors, more abundant, in stripes above measure. In prison, more frequent, in deaths oft. Of the Jews, five times received I forty stripes, save one. Thrice was I beaten with rods, once was I stoned, thrice I suffered shipwreck. A night and a day I have been in the deep, in journeying, journeying often, in perils in waters, in perils of robbers, in perils by my own countrymen, in perils by the heathen, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren, in weariness and painfulness, in watching after, in hunger and thirst, in fasting often, in cold and nakedness, Beside those things that are without that which cometh upon me daily the care of all the churches. Who is weak and I am not weak? Who is offended and I burn not? If I must, if I must needs glory, I will glory of the things that which concern mine infirmities. The God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which is blessed forevermore, knoweth that I lie not. In Damascus, the governor under Ardeus the king kept the city of Damascus with garrison, desirous to apprehend me, and through a window in a basket was I let down by the wall and escaped his hand. 
It is not expedient for me to, for me doubtless to glory. I will come to vision and revelation of the Lord. I knew a man in Christ above 14 years ago, whether in body I cannot tell or whether out of the body I cannot tell. God knoweth such as one caught up to the third heaven. And I knew such a man, whether in the body or out of the body, I cannot tell. God knoweth how that he was caught up into paradise and heard unspeakable words, which is not lawful for a man to utter utter of such as one will I glory yet of myself I will not glory but in mine infirmities for though I would desire to glory I shall not be a fool for I will say the truth but now I forbear lest any man should think of me above that which he seeth me to be or that he heareth of me and lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan, to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. For the thing I bestowed the Lord thrice, that it might depart from me. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most glad. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses, for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. I am become a fool in glorying. Ye have compelled me, for I, for I ought to have been commended of you for in For in nothing am I behind the very cheapest apostle, though I be nothing. Truly the signs of an apostle were wrought among you in all patience, in signs and wonders and mighty deeds. For what it is wherein ye were inferior to other churches, except it be that I might was that I myself was not burdensome to you. Forgive me this wrong. Behold, the third time I am ready to come to you, and I will not be burdensome to you, for I seek not yours but you. For the children ought not to lay up for their parents, but the parents for their children. And I will very gladly spend and be spent for you, though, through, though the more abundantly I love you, the less I be loved. But be it so, I did not burden you. Nevertheless, being crafty, I caught you with guile. Did I make a gain of you by any of them whom I sent unto you? I desired Titus, and with him I sent a brother. Did Titus make a gain of you? Walked we not in the same spirit? Walked we not in the same steps? Again, think ye that we excuse ourselves unto you. We speak before God in Christ, but we do all things, dearly beloved, for your edifying. For I fear, lest when I come, I shall not find you such as I would, that, and that I shall be found unto you such as ye would not, lest there be debates, envying, wrath, strifes, backbitings. For I fear least when I come I shall not find you such as I would, and that I shall be found unto you such as ye would not, lest there be debates, envying, wrath, strifes, backbiting, whisperings, swelling, tolments, and least when I come again my God will humble me among you, and that I shall be well many which have sinned already and have not repented of their uncleanliness and fortification and the viciousness which they have committed. 
This is the third time I am coming to you. In the mouth of two or three witnesses shall every word be established. I told you before and foretell you as if I were present that second time. And being absent now, I write to them which heretofore have sinned and to all other, that if I come again, I will not spare. Since ye seek a proof of Christ speaking in me, which to you word is not weak, but is mighty in you, for though he was crucified through weakness, yet he liveth by the power of God. For we also are weak in him, but we shall live with him by the power of God toward you. Examine yourself. Whether ye be in the faith, prove your own selves. Know ye not your own selves. Know that Jesus Christ is in you, except ye be reprobates. But I trust that ye shall know that we are not reprobates. Now I pray to God that ye do no evil, not that we should appear approved, but that ye should do that which is honest, though we be as reprobates. For we can do nothing against the truth, but for truth. For we are glad when we are weak and we are strong, and this also we wish even your perfection. Therefore I write these things, being absent, least being present, I should use sharpness according to the power which the Lord hath given me to edification and not to destruction. Finally, brethren, farewell. Be perfect, be of good comfort, be of one mind, live in peace, and the God of love and peace shall be with you. Great, greet one another with a holy kiss. All the saints salute you. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all. Amen.